Hey guys, a quick trigger warning on this week's episode. We are talking about a movie that features uh, some pretty brutal homophobia as well as depictions of child sexual abuse. Um, so if you don't care to listen to us talking about that, we will see you next week. Hey guys, welcome to Rankin' Vile, the podcast where we are ranking every single horror movie ever made from best to worst. And this is Ryan. And this is Quincy. How's it going, Quincy? How's your week going? Uh, it's going alright. Um, your intro was very Alex Jones. That's probably the intro that made it on the cutting room floor. <laughs> but I heard I heard an actual person with their actual human mouth today say, well, you know, Alex Jones is right sometimes. No. Like, no, literally never. No, actually, he, I, honestly, the, when I think of Alex Jones, I know that he is, uh, uh, he is home to many demons, uh, but I think, when I think of Alex Jones, I always think about the time that he was in court for a custody hearing and forgot his children's names because, and, and, and I quote, I had a big bowl of chili for lunch, so I don't remember things very well right now. He ate so much chili that he forgot his children's names. He's and that's got all. a yeah. chili-sized, a god-sized chili in his heart, and he's just trying to kill it. So what, uh, what ghoul shit have you been consuming this week? Uh, so I have fallen deep into tape collecting. I've been buying lots, almost sight unseen, and by... I, there is a single grainy jpeg of here's a box and you can see a couple of the titles that aren't obscured with a, the plastic garbage bag that these tapes are in so oh, i've been man. buying these 30 tape lots off of ebay and um just building a castle of copies of risky business <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, familiar with uh, everything is terrible's uh, jerry Maguire project Yes, yes, I am. Uh, so I'm doing that, but with copies of Lassie on VHS. <laughs> there is a light at the end of the tunnel in this. Good friend of the show, Sal, uh, PowerDad5000 on Instagram, sent me a mix that he made of Halloween sitcoms on VHS. Ooh. So I got to watch Married with Children and King of the Hill sitcoms. Uh, Halloween episodes. Oh, and Alf, of course. Uh, so in the in between all of these garbage tapes, I have good tapes too. Oh, and other mm -hmm. friend of the show, Pierre uh, Rockin' French on Instagram, sent me a television dub of Fright Night. So it's got the original commercials of the network television premiere of Fright Night in the 80s. Holy shit. Honestly, I, I think my favorite thing... Uh, is uh, Halloween episodes from shows that didn't have to go that hard and absolutely went that hard. You're talking about Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place. I'm absolutely talking about Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place. How did you know? Because each Halloween episode of Two Guys and a Girl, they murder the entire cast. They have to. I There's... Honestly, I think uh, either that or the Garfield comic strip where, like, every week, like, it was about what if Garfield starved to death alone in a house. <laughs> it was, like, the scary thing of, like, oh, John's never coming home. And it was like, oh, no, it was all a crazy nightmare. But, like, many people, like, were reading this strip in real time each week and just being like, I, I guess Garfield is dead. He starved to death alone in his house. You know, um, it's, it's revisiting VHS that makes me forget how how much slower our lives were mm -hmm. in the analog era 
my daughter wanted to watch uh, The Fox and the Hound, which was surprisingly in mixed in. It ruined a perfectly good box of risky business with one Fox and the Hound. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the salt and pepper diner bit from John Mulaney. <laughs> but but she's like, I want to watch this movie. And I'm like, of course. And I was like, but we have to rewind it because it's. I've found that any child's movie you find on tape in the wild, not rewound. Not a thing. So she's, but by the time it was rewound, she's like, I don't want to watch this. There's other things I could be watching. I mean, she she spared herself uh, the emotional trauma of watching The Fox and the Hound as a child. Yeah, which, very true. Fuck me. Like that, watching that movie as a kid, like I cried so much because it was just like, no, they have to kill each other now. And it's, yeah, it's, I, are there even any movies right now that are going to be cultural touchstones for kids later on? And they're like, oh yeah, the fucking, is it like the Toy Story 3, they're holding hands while drifting into hell scene? I, you know, I don't know if children identify with that the same way. I do know that every single Pokemon movie, Ash or Pikachu or some other character dies. Mm -hmm. um, there is a... So in multiple Pokemon movies, uh, partners have, are part... Pokemon partners are part of tragic backstories where they die protecting their trainers. Um Oh yeah, yeah. In, in Pokemon uh, Pikachu, I choose you. Uh, mm -hmm. A child gets lost in the snow, and its lion Pokemon lays on top of him and freezes to death. And that's shown on screen. But I don't know if that's a, as widespread and traumatic for anyone else besides my family. Um, I've spent a lot of time watching and analyzing Pokemon lately. Oh, for sure. Honestly, I think Pokemon, uh, the, the, the Butterfree episode where he has to let Butterfree go. Um, I, I, I would watch every time I watch that and it's often. Oh, every fucking time. The thing is, I just, I, I, I when I was in sixth grade, uh, I would watch Pokemon every morning before getting on the bus to go to school. And that episode happened right before the bus pulled up to my apartment and I had to get on the bus and I was just like sobbing as I got onto the bus and like people were, and it was kind of nice. Cause it wasn't even like, everybody was like, Hey, look, it's a crying guy. It was just like, everybody was like looking away. Cause they were like being polite and not looking at me. But I was, I sat down next to my friend, uh, Ian, uh, who I sat uh, at the back of the bus with. And he was just like, Hey, what's going on? And I'm like, he loves Butterfree so much. <laughs> oh, it's um, so good. So, um, what else has been making you cry lately, Ryan? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Everything makes me cry. I Lately, it's been funny because we... So at my house, we have uh, some class of uh, bugs that are just, like, biting uh, everybody in our home. So we have gotten, and I'm I'm not lying when I tell you this, uh, a species of, in, of microscopic parasitic wasps to release into our house that will kill the bugs that are biting us. You maniac. Don't you know that once you release the microscopic wasps, then you must release the kudzu? And once you release the kudzu, you must release the old woman to eat the kudzu? And then you must release the fly to choke the woman? And then all of this is going to end in another uh, parasitic wasp to eat the original parasitic wasps, and in this way, stasis will be maintained. Honestly, like living out in the uh, uh, living out in the sticks has been weird because of just sort of in LA, like you get sort of like spiders and shit, but it's very sort of um, there aren't a lot of mosquitoes in LA, and because there's like not a lot of like standing water in LA, so you don't really got to worry about it. Um, I did not miss this part of living out in the country. Oh, man. So let's talk about um, our... Is it one or two movies? Oof. Um, I it's think of it as... A... Part two. I think it was released separately, and we've just found um, where it's been included in the same because it's, well, it's, it's got separate title sequences and separate credit sequences. So the movie we're talking about today, holy shit, it is called Six 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 Parentheses Beware the End Is at Hand, and it is a Nigerian fundamentalist Christian horror movie from two thousand seven. 
Um, and it is now Quincy on this year podcast, we've seen a lot of movies. We've seen weird, upsetting, inscrutable movies. I think six, 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 beware the end is at hand might be the craziest one. You know, I hate to, to bury the lead and, and just skip to the end, but this thing is fucking insane. So, yeah. so first of all, it is produced by a pastor and his church. I do yes. not see how it's not paid for by um, collection plates because <laughs> it is very low budget, but it is it is it has enough of a budget that it was not done for a song. It, it yeah, it was done. Now I'm wondering if it's very much like fireproof or Kirk Cameron's uh, saving Christmas or these sorts of movies where like they got a lot of free labor from the congregation. These Christian, uh, I hate to call them films, uh, flicks. (laughs) Yeah. Flicks. They're flicks. Um, Which saving Christmas, by the way, is not a horror movie. And so we're probably not going to talk about it on the podcast. Maybe for the Patreon, that is also one of the most bug fuck wild movies I think I've ever seen. I do believe St. Nicholas uh, suplexes a guy in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he definitely gives a guy like a tornado DDT through a table, which is pretty cool. Um, Now, 666, beware the end is at hand. And I'm going to say the same. uh, I'm going to say the full title every single time. It's its full Christian name and I will give it respect. Um, yeah, it was produced by uh, a pastor. Now, here's the thing. Quincy, have you seen ChristianMingle.com, the movie? No, I did not know this was a movie. <laughs> Shit. So it's on I, uh, It's on Netflix, and it stars the lady who played Gretchen Wieners in uh, Mean Girls. Um, now, the thing about Western Christian film is that it is squeaky clean. Like, it has to maintain this kind of sterile, like, family-friendly thing. At most, you're squeaking out, like, a PG rating on those. Uh, And they don't have the force of their goddamn convictions the way 666 Beware the End is at Hand does. Yeah, you know, we've watched a couple of Christian um, Mondo movies. We also Mm -hmm. watched a Filipino Christian movie. And it's almost like the Eastern world uh is is still living in the trenches of christianity and still living in the satan is an actual embodiment of evil that you must fight with a machete i mean i'm pretty dragon ball z style power moves i mean i'm 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 really into that version of christianity actually because i'm sort of like look if you're gonna tell like most of the population that like yeah no if you don't um believe in this specific version of christianity you're going to burn in christian hell like non-denominational white bread american christianity is very sort of oh you'll go to hell but it's really just sort of like a waiting room and you'll be by yourself and they you know they won't they won't put the thumb screws to you and they won't like roast you roast you on a rotisserie or whatever and it's very sort of gentrified and this this is a vision of hell that has green screened flames and a cage and there are people laughing at you so let's get into it um so, so this movie, all, the movie's theme song is this West African jazzy like vibe. Except when you listen to the lyrics, it's talking about how the end of the world is at hand. But it's the most chill, fire and brimstone hymn I've ever heard. <laughs> now the thing is, it's like if you watched a snuff film scored with the banjo kazooie soundtrack, where it's just like super bouncy and poppy and nice but also it's just like yeah like it's they use it throughout the movie um it's the, like when they met ma- it's like if you mashed up um necromantic with graceland by paul simon <laughs> yes yeah exactly um now we get not even okay now i we we need to upfront point out that this is not a movie in the way that movies exist like this is not um, anybody who sat down and thought, okay, what does a coherent story with a beginning, a middle, and an end look like? Um, which, which is wild because um, Nigerian literature is famed for its like storytelling potential. And like yeah. Nigerian cultural history, like the oral tradition of all of tribal Nigeria is amazing. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's a shit tons of scholarship on it. 
And I spent a lot of time in undergrad and graduate school reading, you know, Nigerian literature. And yeah. this just takes all of that centuries tradition and throws it away. Well, it throws it away because here's the thing. We need a guy just screaming, I am Lucifer, I rule the world. So we get um, a vision of hell, which is uh, just kind of like a little um, a little room with a bunch of... There's like half a dozen ladies uh, with contact lenses to make them look like demons, and they've all got horns and 666 written on their heads with like magic marker. Now, what are these um, horns made of, Ryan? I am going to get... Okay, these horns are made of drywall that were chipped into the shape of horns. See, I was going to say it is the end of a pool noodle whittled away with a Dremel tool. <laughs> yeah, oh man. And it's... Now, uh, they play it kind of fast and loose with the kinds of horns uh, a demon can have. Some of them have the classic uh, two horns. Some of them just have this big fuck-off unicorn horn in the middle of their head. So all of these women are just, like, vibing. Just dancing <laughs> in their chairs to nothing. There's no music playing. It's just... Yeah, well, they're it's they're vibing. The Satan itself is a vibe. Yeah, no, like they're they're and they're also what they do is they laugh. I think like there was, um, you could tell that the 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 pastor who made this movie was just like you know what, just like whatever, man, just like laugh and look mean, while Satan, who is played so Lucifer, is played by Amika Ani, and he is having the best time being Satan in this movie. He really makes the film, and it is a tragedy that he is not in more of the movie. Yeah, like, I, I, I kept feeling sort of, like, where's Poochie with Lucifer? We're like, I want to get back to hell so I can watch this guy just, like... What he basically does every time he's on screen is cut an Ultimate Warrior promo. Yeah. Where he's just like veins bulging and he's just wild eyed screaming about how he is Lucifer and he's going to rule the world and about how his servants need to bring him souls. So what it is, is that he's just sort of like, you know, being Lucifer, uh, I want people's souls. So I'm going to dispatch my demons to Earth to like kill people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just like fuck shit up. You know, Amika Ani reminds me a lot of Mick Foley. Oh, shit. Yeah, I so, can see it. Like, very very kind eyes. Very kind eyes, burly man. And also, I keep thinking about the part of Beyond the Mat where Mick Foley is getting stitched up and saying, I hope people felt like they got their money's worth. Like, The Rock has pulped this man's skull with a fucking folding chair. And... All that Mick Foley can can think about after his wife and children have watched him, you know, nearly die in the ring is, mm -hmm. well, I hope the fans felt like it was worth the ticket price. And I feel like Ani is saying, like, I'm going to fucking play to the back uh, <laughs> row. Just just I'm going to emote satanism as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. Which, by the way, side note. I genuinely fuck The Rock forever, in my estimation, because of that. Like, the fact that they agreed on, like, two chair shots, and these are unprotected chair shots because Mick Foley's hands were handcuffed behind his back. Um, what was it? Eight chair shots directly to the head? Yeah. Like, just deciding to go ahead and do that and then not apologize or acknowledge it? Like... Yeah, fuck the rock. Um, but yeah, yeah like yeah, he kind of shit, especially. Uh, so I just watched Beyond the Mat like last week, which is a documentary okay. that has backseat footage of that match. And the Rock is like, well, you know, I thought you wanted to be up here and you were down here, so you know, yeah. Wow. And it's like, what the fuck? No, dude. At least be like. Hey, sorry. <laughs> I love yeah, how yeah. I think it's Draws walks up to Mick Foley and is like, "Man, that was an amazing match. You're you're such a, a legend." Oh and, god! You know, fucking bless his heart, Draws. Draws himself. <laughs> Man, wait, was this this was before he got paralyzed? This but... is before he got paralyzed uh, by D'Lo Brown, which kind of ruined his career too. And, and D'Lo Brown also about that is like. Draws became a um, quadriplegic because of a botch spot. Right, powerbomb. And 
you know, talked to D'Lo Brown, said, I don't blame you, accidents happen, <laughs> we're still cool, all that. Uh, but yeah, The Rock is just like, no, no need to, to acknowledge that I fucked up. <laughs> you know, the problem was just that you were, you were down here when you needed to be up here. Not that I uh, decided to go into business for myself and hit you eight fucking times in the skull directly with a fucking chair. Yeah. Oof. I don't know, like... <laughs> The Rock, my now, and not to cut a like, like not to do a total side note here. The Rock is very, very bootstrappy in the way that he talks about things. I am one hundred percent sure that guy's voting Republican. Oh, absolutely, he's it's a yeah. rich man. Yeah, he's yeah. But so, Lucifer dispatches people now. In t- <sighs> there's no way that we're going to describe the plot of six six six. Beware, the end is at hand. Because it does not exist. So let's talk about some scenes from this movie. <laughs> scenes! It, it's <laughs> just a bunch of images mixed with uh, sermons. Yeah. Now, I would say a good 60% of this movie, the 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 head uh, pastor in this movie named Lazarus, um, it's just like raw footage of him berating people in public and like showing up at like beer halls and coffee houses to just like preach and people are just trying to like have a beer or whatever and he's yelling at them um this movie was again it's intercut with that and like what if we had a graphic scene of a woman getting a baby ripped out of her stomach with a knife yeah it's like what if we have um a guy doing drugs it's like so the first scene is neighbors who are having an argument and one of them uses some sort of magic to curse the other one right and then the curse is what starts all of the like domino effect of people being fucked over yeah it's like war games really like if that one person hadn't cursed his neighbor now this you know so we get uh one of the first scenes in the movie is uh, a woman uh, is like asking for a ride home and the guy's like being nice about it. But then a bunch of goons pop up and they rip a baby out of her stomach. Like the effects here are very bad, but it's also this scene is genuinely upsetting. Like Quincy, I've, I've figured it out. The, the, the emotional state I had while watching this movie, when you were a kid, did you ever get lost at the amusement park and you didn't know where your parents were and you felt totally unmoored in a dangerous and frightening world? Yes. It's that. Like, this movie the entire time, I was just like, am, is this actually going to be snuff footage? Like, am I? It's, uh, so they, they rip the baby out of the lady and this actor who, I mean, all of the actors in this movie are, are like local folks that you can tell we're like, hey, do you want to be in this movie? And they're like, yeah, whatever. Um, this, the lady who plays the pregnant lady who gets debabied is screaming. It's one of the, it's one of the most upsetting screams I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, like, and then the next guy has a canker? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. So there's a lady who is a sex worker who um there's a guy who's like hey i don't it's so much of this movie is like it 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 is it is like um okay all right all right we gotta we gotta pull ourselves together we gotta give a coherent account of the movie 666 beware the end is at hand um basically he's like i paid you and i'm not gonna make you have sex with me but you must (laughs) lick this it's basically a demon wound because he's the same guy that gets cursed and then his leg just gets like oozy okay he because the sex worker licks his leg and then she becomes a demon okay but he pays her how much and now and you think to yourself how much do people usually pay sex workers for like as like single service sort of thing Ten thousand dollars he gives her, like he just pulls out and tells her this is ten thousand dollars, and she's like, "All right, great, man." And, it's and then 10, he's like, "U.S. So don't come at us with some like, well, they're conversion rate. The conversion rate, no." <laughs> yeah, and so he's just like, "Nah, yeah." So you gotta lick my weird leg wound, and then she does, and it's just like she does not want to. She so like 
what I love is in almost every other film of a sex worker, they're like pretending to be into it and very seductive. And again, like the woman being uh, cut open and her baby being stolen, this sex worker is miserable because she's tentatively lapping up pus from this oozing leg yeah and the and the dude who is a demon is like sort of doing the like oh yeah baby like while she's licking his leg wound and it's like is this a fucking erotic experience for you <laughs> like and it it's yeah and and you might wonder to yourself why does she need to lick this guy's leg wound that's a great question so the they they keep cutting back to um hell and Satan, and they just keep sort of like bringing in people and being like, "Nah, you're in hell now." And it's like, not it's like sub community theater acting. It's just like it is it 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 is me, Satan, and you're in hell. So get in the fucking cage. And they're like, "What?" And how would you? It's like a green screen of a fire behind them. Yeah, it's very much um, that, and also the curse is basically a Windows ninety five screensaver. It's just yeah, people. It's it's the bouncing screensaver that like magnifies things as it rolls over them, mm-hmm. um, and it. So all right, we've we've got a thing that we need to acknowledge. This movie is crazy homophobic. Oh, it is a fundamentalist Nigerian um, horror movie. It's incredibly homophobic, but also strangely, like everything else, it shows such a complete ignorance of what gay sex is <laughs> looks like and is <laughs> yeah yeah you can tell that they're just like i mean probably they like what gay people act like like the two actors are really just struggling to figure out what they're supposed to do well they're like uh, the now uh, one of the guys who by the way is credited credited in the credits as gay one Ugh. so <laughs> heesh heesh now and we can't so we can't glide around this um, the, there are like laws on the book in Nigeria that are fucking draconian about queer people. Like it's, it's real bad in Nigeria right now to be a queer person. Um, yeah. and it's, I, I, two things are true for me as a queer person. I can't fucking excuse that. And also it's, this is really, it's really funny. Like it's a funny, <laughs> it's funny to watch this movie where it's like, so we figure that gay people probably like do gay stuff like hug <laughs> and rub each other's backs yeah that's yeah that's the the real that's what's going on underneath the sheets over here is like if you're gay in, in nigeria this is probably what you're doing they're trying to approximate a kind of like fae swishy like yes it's me a gay person engaged in gay and it doesn't they're they're desperately trying to figure out what they think gay people look like yeah, it's um, wild. But one of them turns out to be a a daemon uh, sent sent from Lucifer to curse this guy by having gay sex with him. Yes, and the curse is that the guy gets hit by a car when he leaves the demon's house. <laughs> you know what? That checks out for me actually. Immediately, and then the special effect of the. Um, the visual effect of the guy laying in the ground and then standing, his spirit standing up and his body being on the ground is mm-hmm. par excellence. And then, of course, he immediately yeah. is is uh, chuffed to hell and stuck in this cage surrounded by vibing demon women. Yeah, which, honestly, I kind of love this as a vision of hell, that it's just, like, you in a cage with, like, women half-heartedly laughing at you and Lucifer losing his shit and yelling, like... Just just rolling their shoulders back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, and honestly, like, the scene with the gay sex, what is incredible to me uh, is that the, the thing that I get from this movie is that if you are a man who fucks another man, you're going straight to weirdo hell. And if you're a woman who fucks another woman, it's, like, fine, basically? Yeah, nothing... There's no follow-up with the the lesbian scene, um, which is insane to say out loud. That, well, and to... You know, com- there's, oh, yes, and now the lesbian scene, because we are <laughs> even-handed in our uh, bigotry. You know, God bless them for being like, well, if we show two guys fucking, we gotta show two ladies fucking. 
Um, and what's incredible to me also is that like they they show the two ladies fucking, but it's also like this is what I love about this very very insane bad movie is like ChristianMingle.com. You you know even if or uh, ChristianMingle.com the movie or whatever or like uh, uh, Fireproof or uh, Saving Christmas. You're not getting these fucking scenes in your Christian propaganda film. Like this is no. <laughs> it happened. The thing. This movie makes Satan really cool. I mean, I want to hang out with Lucifer. Like he he's he's a fucking party dude. Um and now, they don't this was get me started about the Antichrist when he comes in this movie. <sighs> he is overflowing with charisma. Honestly, the the lesbian sex scene it happened to me again where, um, you know how when you're watching, you know how when you run a horror movie podcast and you're watching all kinds of horrors um, and the people you live with walk by at that exact moment? <laughs> this was that. Like, I was watching this movie and Sarah, who works, next, like, we work at, like, we've got this big uh, long desk that we both work at uh, during the day. And they happened to look over and just see what looked like it was about to become just lesbian porn in this Christian fundamentalist movie. And was like, you know, the classic, like, what are you watching? And I'm just like, no, no. Five minutes ago, it was just a guy preaching to banjo kazooie music for like 10 minutes. Why couldn't it be that? Like, why did you have to look over at the exact moment that I'm like, oh, uh, it's a, it's a Nigerian fundamentalist horror movie. Don't worry about it. And I look like a fucking pervert for watching this, which it's fair, I guess. If I looked over and saw somebody watching 666 Beware the End is at hand, I would also be like, the fuck is this? You know, um, I would be remiss to not mention that this is on archive.org, so anyone can watch this at any time with a stable internet connection. God, you can, but at what cost? It's Now, the incredible thing is that, like, the preacher, you can tell that, like, you know how back in the day... Uh, if Robin Williams, if you had him in your movie, a lot of directors were like, whatever, Robin, hey, just just go riff and we'll let the cameras roll. And, you know, the magic of you is such that we know, we know we'll have a good movie if you just are funny and Robin Williams. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Um, this movie was very much like Lazarus the Preacher was just like, hey, man, just go out there and preach a sermon about Jesus. Now, what's incredible about it is that when he's doing his, like, he's cutting promos, he starts to sing a song about how the end is at hand, and he's clearly making up the tune constantly. There is no, it's, I don't know, it's, how would you describe these preaching segments? It's it's really, so what else is fascinating is I think they might be real because uh, the audio changes. Oh, the audio fluctuates wildly throughout this. Like, I, now, and apparently there is a uh, rich film industry in Nigeria called Nollywood, which is just like shit like this, basically. Except uh, better <laughs> than this. <laughs> Oh, what just I also about like is. is we got to see some trailers. So this is the only Nigerian film I've ever seen. Um, Me too. We did get to watch some trailers of others. I'm very excited to watch what is essentially man number one yells at man number two about who's <laughs> who gets to be a pastor, while man number three yells at man one and two about yelling. <laughs> It's the only language these dudes understand is yelling. So he's just trying to come come to them where they are as guys standing in the street it's, yelling about who gets to be the master. The acting's it's very much almost like the like the Disney Channel school of acting is like you just get children to <laughs> yell their lines. It's very much the Nollywood school of acting is just scream every line. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're correct and they should do it. Now, the the pastor like so much of this, I got to tell you, I kind of I hit the 15 seconds forward button a little bit on the bits where it's just him preaching about now. And the thing is, he's not actually preaching a sermon about like, you know, you know, Christ's love for you or his salvation or any of that stuff. It's just basically him repeating over and over again. You need to accept Christ or you'll go to hell. Yeah, it's just it's that. Very, I don't know. Fundamentalist Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 the it's the the damnedest thing. Um, he now we get to I would say the MVP of six six six. Beware the end is at hand. Um, who is the Antichrist? Yes, 
<laughs> so right before we we come to the Antichrist, we see a woman who is having giving birth in a hospital, and I can't figure out what her sin has been. Um, her sin is that she uh, doesn't yell enough at her neighbor to to sort of contribute to the yelling, uh, eco- uh the local yelling economy. See, I figured um, it was uh, that she trusted modern medicine, and that also uh, I think she's a single mother. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, yeah, that's right. Like, I think it's so she gives birth. We get like so much of this movie. You can tell. Now, Quincy, uh, have you played or are you familiar with Deadly Premonition? Is that the one with the eyes on the cover? It might be. It's basically, um, it's a Japanese uh, horror video game that is basically like, hey, did you like Twin Peaks? Here's that, basically. And I love it very much because it's like it's like a video game uh, designed by and for people who have never played a video game and don't really know <laughs> what a video game is supposed to be like. And so... Um, when you're driving a car in the game, it steers like a like a refrigerator being like pushed downhill, and you're trying to you know, um, and you've got like a a button on your controller that's like I don't know R one operates the windshield wiper, and it's just like they don't know what is supposed to be here. This is basically that where it's like, what if we just show four minutes of on screen like a lady screaming and simulating giving birth, and then. Let's show her baby, who's actually the Antichrist and has little baby horns. Uh, these little baby horns, th- this is the cutest baby who has ever lived, by the way. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's got a little a little belly, and he's just hanging out. He's got, like, a full head of hair, by the way, which part of me is like, guys, you just found somebody in the congregation who had a baby, and we're like, can we stick these pool noodle horns on his head for a little bit? Um, which is, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not going to fault 666 Beware the End is at Hand for not procuring a fresh baby. Now, listen, um, I, I have hirsute babies and, um, (laughs) (laughs) my daughter had so much hair that in the ultrasounds, it was floating behind her. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's pretty... (laughs) We come so from Harry Stock. So anyway, <laughs> um, we're hair folk. But but I will say that a baby with hair is exponentially cuter than a bald baby. Oh, just about anything is better than a bald baby. Like most babies look like Winston Churchill. I mean, like I I as a baby, I was a very round and hairless baby who just was constantly scowling. So this is honestly so they cut to the baby and uh, it ha- like the, the baby, he has like little, little horns on his head. And it's, I, I think, does he have six, six, six scrawled on his forehead? And I do believe if memory serves, he has a cape. He comes out of the womb in a little baby cape, which by the way, do you think, <laughs> do you think they bought the cape for a baby? Or do you think somebody stayed up like the night before making a tiny antichrist cape for a baby? I mean, based off of the costumes, I think a lot of it was just show up with whatever because right. they flash eight years later and we see this child who is just awful. He's whipping a woman <laughs> a, with a stick for no good reason. Just a little shit. It's actually kind of great because this like local lady who is like, sure, I'll be in your movie is just like, it's just like this segment of like a long shot of the two of them walking and he's just like hitting her with a stick and then running away again. And she keeps like breaking and like laughing because there's this little kid who is just like, yeah, like running out and hitting her with a stick. And it's meant to communicate that he's the Antichrist. Um, his... but, but also he... This Damien, that's not his real name, but we're just going to I mean, but like, that. he's basically Damien. Yeah. So Damien runs into some older boys who are playing in the street, and they tell him he sucks, and he punches <laughs> one of them, and blood just explodes out of this teenager's face. Oh, man. He gets busted open like a gusher. Like, this kid... Um, Damien is the greatest. Like, this this little kid, by the way, is also cute as a fucking button. Yeah, he's got big, um, cherubic cheeks and <laughs> just a wonderful smile. Very charismatic. Um, yeah. he's also wearing a Beckham jersey. Yeah, which I, I love, by the way, because we're sort of... Um, there's like, um, I, I would say there's always, like, ambient soccer happening in the background of this movie that, like... 
plausibly somebody is kicking a soccer ball around somewhere. Yeah. I also like how much of this movie has people who are clearly not in the movie looking at the camera and go, oh, they're still filming this? All right, whatever. <laughs> there are so many scenes where they're at a they're at a um, local function and mm-hmm. someone is having a conversation and looks over their shoulder and goes, oh, they're still shooting us. <laughs> everybody, everybody in this movie is spiking the camera. Like, it's just constantly like, wait, so are you, oh, there's the, hey, hi, there's the camera. Like, it's, um, now, the so the Antichrist child, um, is berated by his father, who's just yelling like, "Why are you so wicked?" And the kid is because just like, "Because the 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 mother of this poor teenager who has been uh, busted open by an eight year old, which Sempra ass <laughs> face explodes in cuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Tom Savini special effect." And also, Damien comes out and is like, I didn't do that. <laughs> no, it's great. He just like, this kid gets his jaw rocked, and the, the little kid is like, I didn't see shit. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, now, the so this kid uh, escalates his behavior, I guess, by well, his committing dad murder. Is like, why do you suck? And then he kills his dad. <laughs> yeah, and the kid is like, fuck you, dad, and kills him. Now, it... It's also incredible because the pastor is screaming at him. Now, on screen, we get a grown adult, uh, it's Lazarus, yelling, I know you, you are a demon from the pit of hell at this little cherubic kid who's just like, I'm in a movie. And this is not a case where they've edited so this child doesn't have to hear this footage. It's not, uh, you know, The Shining or anything like that. It is literally a grown man screaming at an eight-year-old. Oh, that's not the only scene they didn't spare this child a traumatic experience from in the movie 666, Beware the End is at Hand. Yes, because Um, a group tries to murder him and he takes over their minds and they literally hold him down with a real knife and try to cut him open. Yeah, it's Jesus Christ. And at this, that's that's the thing about this movie is... Exactly, Ryan. Jesus. I mean... Now, and that's the, that's the incredible thing about this movie's atmosphere is, like, I cannot remember the... I think Cannibal Holocaust is the only other movie I've seen where I was just, like, I'm genu- I am genuinely don't know if this movie has any boundaries it will not cross. <laughs> like, I don't... I could watch someone die on screen, and I would not see it coming, but it'll either be that or a guy or, or people playing Ultimate Frisbee for 30 on-screen minutes or a pastor yelling at me about how I'm going to hell... Or maybe women laughing at people in cages. It is so chaotic. We also need to talk about how um, Damien, after he kills his dad, goes to like a cookout and just gets a very delicious bowl (laughs) of of food and is sharing it with everyone. And Lazarus catches him sharing food with other children. And that's why he's like, get the fuck out of here, Satan. Bridge, yeah, get thee behind me, mango sharer. Like that was that was a bridge too far for the local pastor. Was like it's sharing like, how mango. Dare you bring a Tupperware of mango into my compound. <laughs> yeah. Then so we get uh, the end of part of part one is uh, truly spectacular. It is a Dragon Ball Z ass power orb fight. Yeah, it's like uh, Adobe After Effects, although it's 2007, so probably not. Um, but it's just very sort of like um, actors miming, throwing orbs at each other. And and the power of God helps Lazarus to explode this uh, spawn of Satan. Yeah. Actual little kid. Oh, also, the facade drops and uh, Damien sprouts his giant horn and 666 on his forehead and cape. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and at this point, you might be thinking, wait a minute. So is he the kid that got cut out of the lady earlier? Absolutely not. Is Where's the gay dudes? Are they or the ladies who are fucking like, are they part of this? And it's like, no, no, <laughs> no absolutely not. Um. Now, at this point, like, about, what, 45 minutes have passed An on screen? and 11 minutes is the runtime of the first movie. It is the most painful, <laughs> overdrawn. It, 
run time I've ever seen. Pacing is something they have never heard of. No, like, I've watched a lot of hard-to-watch movies for Rank and Vile. Like, this was one of the ones that I was just like, holy fuck, that was an hour and a where I was like, let's not do the second one, let's cut our losses. Right. We must do the second one. Because of our integrity is why. Um, Now, so we get to the new bit. Now, there's a scene in here which I think might actually be one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen in my life. So you know that thing about how this movie doesn't have any boundaries I'm aware of? Yeah. Um, We get a scene of, and I'm going to put a big trigger warning here, uh, and probably at the top of this podcast about how a lot of this movie is just completely like, you're, you're going to want to watch out. Um, we get a scene of uh, simulated on-screen pedophilia between the Antichrist kid and a grown woman. Yeah, the Antichrist... So so the first thing we see is the Antichrist smoking cigarettes with grown men drinking beer. And the oh, grown shit. men are like, aren't you an eight-year-old? And he's like, doesn't your mom suck cocks in hell? Fuck off. <laughs> it's, that's the thing. ChristianMingle.com, the movie, is not letting an eight-year-old fucking smoke unfiltered cigarettes in real life. Like, this eight-year-old... <laughs> Is sitting there with a brew and also and just... make out with a twenty-eight-year-old woman. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph, it's horrifying. Like, honestly, I did start laughing when it was just a kid smoking and being and and a guy being like, "How old are you?" and him being like, "The fuck business is that of yours?" And it's just like, "Yeah, this is a Christian movie. Awesome." <laughs> and um, the guys are like, "All right, all right, we get." <laughs> this kid rolls fucking harder than we do, man. Let's just cut our losses. I'm no, I don't want to. I don't want this kid to pull my fucking card he's clearly got nothing to lose he's an eight-year-old who smokes on camera like and then he propositions this woman and she's like no you're a child and he's like you have no idea and like simulated bangs the shit out of her very uncomfortable the thing is he hypnotizes her because he's like of the devil and so he hypnotizes her and we get like three minutes of the two of them walking to an undisclosed location. Now we see and the... Think, uh, surely they're not going to go into the bedroom. They'll just like imply it. Oh, they, they certainly do. Now we don't watch simulated fucking at least. And I cannot... I can't believe I'm going to say this. I am grateful that we did not watch simulated thrusting from a scene with a child. Yes. And a grown adult. But we now, get everything but. Yeah, we get the two of them crawling into a bed and and kissing on the mouth, which I'm like, like and, and that's the thing. I was really fucking nervous that, like, I don't... I'm watching this movie on archive.org. It's a <laughs> fundamentalist Christian movie from 2007 that has already had so many moments that have complete... I felt like I was having a stroke watching it. <laughs> Like oh, it we was... also forgot there's a prolonged scene about church finance and balancing the ledger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how episode one of Star Wars was like, we really need to get into the fucking trade disputes. I also like that they welcome a new pastor to their round table of pastors, and he talks about how they're going to make a lot of money, and he's the first one to be murdered by the Antichrist. <laughs> You know what? Which Talk is insane for a film that is explicitly made to make money for this church. Like, I wow, Jesus, it's so much. Like the now we what, what happens is that we uh, so. We, so we, cut... we also have to talk about me- Nigerian megachurches specifically. Oh um, yeah, I don't, I don't know from this. So. Nigerian megachurches are notorious for doing things like day-long, multi-day um, revivals and having these giant megachurches and all of this money. Um, mm-hmm. Nigeria is also a country with a very diverse religious uh, group. Now, if you mm-hmm. Google Nigerian religion, uh, the thing that you're going to find most is American fundamentalist Christians pointing out that there are, in fact, Nigerian Christians being murdered by Muslims. Um, Boko Haram is from Nigeria. So definitely cases where uh, there is Christian persecution, but there's also this fundamentalist right-wing movement within 
evangelical Christianity in Nigeria. So the politics are being affected by fundamentalist Christianity too. And we already talked about the human rights issues with, Mm -hmm. um, with uh, gay people and the LGBT um, Q. Also um, a lot of Christians uh, are tied to the oil industry in Nigeria. (laughs) So it's a, socioeconomic status thing as well you know that's that's um, relatable actually for the united states i feel like like fracking and fundamentalist christianity in the united states also for some reason feel really tonally close to each other yeah yeah so uh it's it's fucked all the way around and yet this movie is like (laughs) i this movie is like we need to listen we need to balance our megachurch budget and we figure the best way to do that is simulated child abuse on screen like it is jesus christ like i'm so all right like that one of the trailers for part the video of part two names the specific theater and date and time in the trailer (laughs) because it is for (laughs) They know this movie's only going to show once, so make sure you get there (laughs) in plenty of time because it's a one and done thing. We air it, and then you have to get it on archive.org. Yeah, that's and that's kind of my thing. Also, is that so much of this movie is now? I I feel like if you once you cut out all of the the sort of the the weird verite preaching, um. There, what would be better would be a five-minute supercut of the wildest moments of this movie, I feel. Yeah, um, it, is, it is two hours, two plus hours I'm not getting back. No, but now this is one of those movies that I am thrilled to have had the experience of watching it and will never, ever, ever watch again. Oh, for sure. Um, but now, and, and the thing is, um, the the soundtrack of the thing, there are some bops. It's very Dungeon Synth, and I was clowning on Dungeon Synth, except (laughs) because it's very much just a guy noodling on a Casio. Yeah, yeah. Except that it actually is pretty good. Well, it's somebody hitting the bossa nova drum setting on a keyboard and then just, yeah, fucking around over it. But it's also like... Listen, as somebody who um, every day, uh, every workday of my life uh, has a YouTube tab open with lo-fi hip hop beats to relax slash study to, I'm I'm like already on board with organ noodling. Like I'm already like it's it's great. Now, the other thing about the ending of this movie, such as it is, um, there's a scene where somebody just erupts into warts for no ass reason. <laughs> she's just like walking around and then and then like a kid walks by and goes, Bah, warts! And then she's just like, Wah! And like screaming about having warts on screen for like 30 seconds. Um, it is an experience that I have no comparison for, is watching 666, Beware, the end is at hand. It is, uh, insane so let's talk about the ending the ending of the movie is that so all of this happens and then credits roll great and then we get um the 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 producer of the movie the the pastor who who like made this movie uh pointing at you the viewer and saying convert to christianity now because tomorrow may be too late which i think the events of this movie i guess underscore (laughs) like it's so wild yeah. that Satanus works, you know, Satanus and the Church of Satan bend over backwards to get you to join their atheist group. And yet this movie does the same thing in a lot uh, less time. You know what? This movie actually is a pretty effective thing for me because I'm like, if if, if the, the takeaway here is, listen, kids, go to church and and believe in Jesus Christ because... I don't know. We might throw a baby into the air and skewer it on a bayonet because that seems like the thing we should do. You don't know what we're going to do. Believe in Jesus because the world is terrifying and we've got a camera. Um, which, yeah, I'll buy it. It is. Uh, so let's talk about ranking it. Put <sighs> Satan's Children as the bottom of the list because of its rampant homophobia. Now, this is actually also my thinking, is that at least Satan's children 
has a plot of sorts and a budget. Now, and and this is not to say that uh, not having a budget is. Uh, you know, a, a, a weakness of the movie. Like, like there are lots of movies that have like no ass, but like Blair Witch Project had basically no budget and is, you know, it's a great fucking movie. Uh, this, this movie, I will say if you took out the like 60% of it, which is just a guy yelling about Jesus and gave me all of the bug fucking sane scenes in this movie, I think it would raise the movie in my estimation. But right now I'm just like, this is probably the worst thing we've seen for this podcast. Yes, it is. Well, it's just offensive, just irredeemably offensive. And I can't help but think that it's creating or has created real world harm. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, we, we on this podcast, Sleepaway Camp is very, very low on our list because of how much that movie has fucked over trans people because of the number of straight people that have, or not straight people, but like cis people that have seen, sleepaway camp and gone oh that's probably what trans people are like i satan's children i absolutely cannot fucking divorce it from nigeria's laws and culture around homophobia and like the i don't know like watching this on screen now there's there's that and also i watched an eight-year-old kissing a grown woman on the mouth in what was meant to be a sexual context and i cannot fucking abide that yeah, it's it's reprehensible. Um, um, so it's it's the worst movie we've done, I think, on this podcast. Yeah, like it's four ninety one. It is the worst. Yeah, four ninety one out of four ninety one. Um, it's so. I guess if you, uh, listeners, if you want to watch six six six, beware the end is at hand. It is free on archive.org. I can't imagine spending money for this. One thing that I, I like is that normally piracy is not great because, you know, give give creators money. But I don't feel bad about this church and this pastor not getting my money. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like I, if it is a big box horror release, I don't really feel bad about uh, pirating it because you know fuck it uh, I don't want to fuck over small creators is mostly my thing like if there's somebody who has a screener going around or they're like trying to build buzz for this thing I don't want to fuck them over but otherwise I'm I don't, I'm not super like worried about it if it's like MGM or something yeah but uh fuck this guy <laughs> fuck this guy I now fuck this movie comma wow that was a movie I watched <laughs> like I kind of do you think the, the director is just uh, a craftsman that was hired by this? How much is the producer and how much is the director? Like, can can we use auteur theory with this film? Or, <laughs> or what? I th- kind of, but I also, what's wild to me is sort of, okay, you know, guys, we need to spread the message that uh, Satan is real and we need to believe in Jesus Christ to be saved. How do we illustrate that? Well, probably simulated pedophilia and ripping a baby out of a stomach and ladies sim- like fucking on screen. Like so much of this movie, I wonder if it was like the 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 pastor being like make this movie and the director being like, I bet I know what people want to watch and then <laughs> putting this shit. Also, a Dragon Ball Z laser fight and it's. <sighs> boy howdy this is of all the things i've seen in my life this is one of them yeah it is wild um by the way if you know of any good nollywood uh please contact us you can reach us at our gmail at wreckandfilecast at gmail.com or on social media absolutely like i i'm fascinated to see what else is going on in nollywood because i'm like okay this has to be the worst one right like there's there's no way would this be like somebody watching uh necromantic 2 and being like i guess american films are fucking bizarre and reprehensible i mean to be fair necromantic 2 is a german movie and um as far as i can tell yes german movies are reprehensible there's Run, Lola, Run, and everything else, which is basically Necromantic 2. <laughs> Holy shit. So yeah, so coming in at our new number, 491. Uh, Quincy, where uh, can our listeners find us on the internet? 
we are constantly shitposting. We are making people angry with our uh, serious opinions on Sleepaway Camp <laughs> at uh, Instagram at Rank and Vile, on Twitter at Rank and Vilecast. We have a Tumblr uh, at Rank and Vile. Um, we have a YouTube page, Rank and Vilecast. Um, and we have Patreon, patreon.com slash Rank and Vile. You help us keep this little dream alive. Yeah, and then also on Patreon, we've got a bunch of um, episodes that we're going to be uh, putting up there. Uh, and once again, guys, if you're uh, a, pat- uh, a patron of Rank and Vile, thank you so, so much. We we love you, and we're, we're so glad that you... <laughs> we're so glad that we can watch 666 Beware the End is at Hand, Parts 1 and 2, so that you, you do not have to. Um, you know, honestly, every time I think we've found the worst movie we're going to find on this podcast... There's a floor just beneath that floor, and it's subterranean, and then eventually we find ourselves in Christian hell. <laughs> is what it actual, is. Actual, factual Christian hell. And there's a chorus of laughing women. Uh, but yeah, that Spiders. is... Uh, real hard. <laughs> just hanging out, and also Lucifer's there, and he's he's a party dude. Uh, but that is about all I've got. You got anything else? Stay spooky, y'all. Later, folks. <laughs>